Om Sai Ram. A warm welcome to all the listeners on this beautiful Thursday. It is indeed a good fortune that we get to read, recite, listen to the life stories of Baba through our Bible, Sri Sai Satcharitra. Go wherever you have to, do whatever you want, but always remember that baba is always watching over you not even a leaf can move without his consent he is the wire puller of the play of this universe baba is ever seated in our hearts with this we bow to our baba and we shall today listen to chapter 8 of sri sai satcharitra in this chapter the author shri govind ragunath dabolkar emphasizes on the importance of human birth he then continues to describe baba's leelas his begging food baisabai's service and sai baba's dormitory of treasures the author concludes the chapter by narrating about the affection baba had for one Mr Kushal Chand of Rahata Before we begin I prostrate myself unto the lotus feet of Lord Ganesha the Lord of wisdom and Goddess Saraswati the goddess of knowledge I pay my obeisance unto the lotus feet of my Kuladevata Bhavani Shankar Nagesh Maharudra and Devi Shri Mahalakshmi My maternal deities Shri Devki Krishna Ravanath Sri Ramnath and Santeri Devi My guru Sri Sadguru Sainath Maharaj my parents and my grandparents Last but not the least I pay my respects to you all my listeners Let us now begin Chapter 8 As hinted in the last chapter Hemadpant now explains at length in his preliminary remarks on the importance of human birth and then proceeds to relate how Sai Baba begged for his food how Baisabai served him how he slept in the masjid with Tatya Kute Patil and Mahalsapati and how he loved Kushal Chand of Rahata importance of human birth In this wonderful universe God has created billions 84 lakhs according to Hindu shastra calculation of creatures or beings including gods demigods insects beasts and men inhabiting the heaven hell earth ocean sky and other intermediate regions of these those creatures or souls whose merits preponderate go to heaven and live there till they enjoy the fruits of their actions and when this is done they are cast down while those souls whose sins or demerits preponderate go down to hell and suffer the consequences of their misdeeds for so long a time as they deserve when their merits and demerits balance each other they are born on earth as human beings 
and are given a chance to work on their salvation ultimately when their merits and demerits both drop down or are get rid of completely they get their deliverance and become free to put the matter in a nutshell souls get their births or transmigrations according to their deeds and intelligence that is development of their minds special value of human body as we all know four things are common to all creatures viz food sleep fear and sexual union in the case of man he is endowed with a special faculty viz knowledge with the help of which he can attain god vision which is impossible in any other birth it is for this reason that gods envy man's fortune and aspire to be born as a man on the earth so as to get their final deliverance some say that there is nothing worse than the human body which is full of filth mucus phalgum and dirt and which is subjected to decay disease and death this is no doubt true to certain extent but in spite of these drawbacks and defects the special value of the human body is that man has got the capacity to acquire knowledge it is only due to human knowledge that one can think of the perishable and transitory nature of the body itself and of the world and get a disgust of the sense enjoyments and can discriminate between the unreal and the real and thus attain god vision so if we reject or neglect the body because it is filthy we lose the chance of god vision and if we fondle it and run after the sense enjoyments because it is precious we go down to hell the proper course therefore for us to pursue is the following that the body should neither be neglected nor fondled but should be properly cared for just as a traveler on the horseback takes care of his pony on the way till he reaches his destination and returns thus the body should ever be used or engaged to attain god vision or self realization which is the supreme end of life it is said that through god created various sorts of creatures god was not satisfied for none of them was able to know and appreciate his work so he had to create a special being man and endow him with a special faculty that is knowledge and when he saw that man was able to appreciate his leela marvelous work in intelligence he was highly pleased and satisfied with bhagavad gita 11928 so really it is good luck to get a human body better luck to get birth in a brahmin family and best one to get an opportunity of having recourse to sai baba's feet and surrendering to him men's endeavor realizing how precious the human life is and knowing that death is certain and may snatch us at any time we should be ever 
alert to achieve the objects of our life we should not make the least delay but make every possible haste to gain our object just as a widower is most anxious to get himself married to a new bride or just as a king leaves no stone unturned to seek his lost son so with all the earnestness and speed we should strive to attain our end that is self realization casting aside sloth and laziness warding off drowsiness we should day and night meditate on the self if we fail to do this we reduce ourselves to the level of beasts how to proceed the most effective and the speedy way to gain our object is to approach a worthy saint or sage sadguru who has himself attained god vision what cannot be achieved by hearing religious lectures and study of religious work is easily obtained in the company of such worthy souls just as the sun alone gives the light which all the stars put together cannot do so the sadguru alone imparts spiritual wisdom which all the sacred books and sermons cannot infuse his movements and simple talks gives us silent advice the virtues of forgiveness calmness disinterestedness charity benevolence control of the mind and body egolessness etc etc are observed by the disciples as they have been practiced in such pure and holy company this enlightens their minds and lifts them up spiritually sai baba was such a sage or sadguru though he acted as a fakir or mendicant he was always engrossed in the self he always loved all beings in whom he saw god or divinity by pleasures he was not elated he was not depressed by misfortunes a king and a pauper were the same to him he whose glance would turn a beggar into king used to beg his food from door to door in shirdi and let us now see how he did it baba begging food blessed are the people of shirdi in front of whose houses baba stood as a beggar and called out o oh, lassi give me a piece of bread and spread out his hand to receive the same in one hand he carried a tamrail or tin pot and in the other a zholi or chaupadri that is a rectangular piece of cloth he daily visited certain houses and went from door to door liquid or semi liquid things such as soup vegetables milk or buttermilk were received in a tin pot while cooked rice bread and such solid things were taken in the jholi baba's tongue knew no taste as he had acquired control over it so how could he care for the taste of the different things collected together whatever things he got in his jholi and in the tin pot were mixed together and partaken by baba to his heart's content whether particular things were tasty or otherwise was never noticed by baba and his tongue was devoid of the sense of taste altogether 
Baba back till the noon, but his banking was very irregular. Some days he went a few rounds, and on other days up to twelve noon. The food thus collected was thrown in a kundi, or earthen pot. Dogs, cats, and crows freely ate from it, and Baba never drove them away. The woman who swept the floor of the masjid took some ten or twelve pieces of bread to her house, and nobody prevented her from doing so. How could he? who even in his dreams never worried of cats and dogs by harsh words and signs refuse food to poor and helpless people blessed indeed is the life of such a noble person people in shirdi took him in the beginning a mad fakir he was known in the village by this name how could one who lived on alms by begging a few crumbs of bread be revered and respected but this fakir was very liberal of heart and hand disinterested and charitable tough he looked fickle and restless from outside he was firm and steady inside his way was inscrutable still even in that small village there were a few kind and blessed people who recognized and regarded him as a great soul and one such instance is given below baizabai's brilliant service tata kote patil's mother baizabai used to go to woods every noon with the basket on her head containing bread and vegetables she roamed in the jungles coast that is about 3 miles after coast trampling over bushes and shrubs in search of the mad fakir and after hunting him out fell at his feet the fakir sat calm and motionless in meditation while she placed a leaf before him spread the food bread vegetables etc thereon and fed him forcibly wonderful was her faith and service Every day she roamed at noon in the jungles and forced Baba to partake of lunch. Her service, upasana or penance, by whatever name we call it, was never forgotten by Baba till its mahasamadhi. Remembering fully what service she rendered, Baba benefited her son magnificently. Both the son and the mother had great faith in the fakir who was their god. Baba often said to them that fakir or mendicancy was a real lordship as it was everlasting and the so called lordship or riches was transient after some years baba left off going into the woods and began to live in the village and take his food in the masjid itself and from that time baizabai's trouble of roaming in the jungle ended dormitory of prayos even blessed are the saints in whose heart lord dwells and fortunate indeed are the devotees who get the benefit of the company of such saints two such fortunate fellows tatya kote patil 
and Bhagat Malsapati equally shared the company of Sai. Baba also loved them equally. These three persons slept in the masjid with their heads towards the east, west and north and with their feet touching one another at the center. Stretching their beds, they lay on them chit-chatting and gossiping about many things till the late night. If any one of them showed any signs of sleep, the other would wake him up. For instance, if Tata began to snore, Baba at once got up and shook him from side to side and pressed his head. If it was Mahalsapati, he hugged him close and stroked his legs and kneaded his back. In this way, for full 14 years, Tatya, leaving his parents at home, slept in the masjid on account of his love for Baba. How happy and never to be forgotten were those days. How to measure that love and how to value the grace of Baba? After the passing away of his father, Tatya took charge of the household affairs and began to slip at home. Kushalchand of Rata Baba loved Ganpat Kote Patil of Shirdi. He equally loved Chandrabhan Sheth Marwadi of Rahata. After the demise of Sheth, Baba loved his nephew Kushalchand equally or even perhaps more and watched his welfare day and night. Sometimes in a bullock cart, at other times in Tanga with intimate friends, Baba went to Rata. People of that village came out with band and music and received Baba at the vase or beyond or gate of the village and prostrated before him. Then he was taken into the village with great pomp and ceremony. Kushalchan took Baba to his house, seated him on a comfortable seat and gave him a good lunch. Then. They talked freely and merrily for some time, after which Baba returned to Shirdi, giving delight and blessing to all. Shirdi is midway between an equidistance from Rahata on one side in south and Nimgaon on the other north. Baba never went beyond these places during his lifetime. He never saw any railway train, nor travelled by it. Still. He knew exactly the timing of arrival and departure of all trains. Devotees who acted according to Baba's instructions, that is, their departure, which were given by him at the time of taking his leave, fared well, while those who disregarded them suffered many a mishap or accident. More about this and other matters will be told in the next chapter. Bow to Sri Sai, peace be to all.